Hi, welcome back to Make Two. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armin. And we love social media. Uh, we, we talk a lot about <laughs> like the different sides of social media, um, like not comparing yourself to others or comparing yourself to others and like, you know, all that stuff and about finding inspiration. And I think like a lot of people over the past year, uh, we got into TikTok, both you and I. I don't know if you've like mm-hmm. had an account for a long time, but I think sometime in the summer, a lot of like adults uh, got into TikTok. And I think that people maybe think of it that it is like, you know, sort of like Instagram or or Snapchat where it's just like, oh, you just put stuff up. And I think in a way it's more like what I think Vine was for a lot of people where it became a really sort of artistic outlet, right? Um, where you're playing with both the the limitations of the medium because I think for a long time it was only 15 seconds and now you can do 15 second or up to 60 second clips but like I was so because at first I was like oh this is fun and you're a little bit a little bit like oh doggos and, and then you realize how I don't know I feel like it, it's I'm kind of finding my way back to like that feeling of blogs of just like getting to read smart people saying smart things yeah, it, for me, it really started off of like, this is funny, right? Like, oh, I'm enjoying this funny thing that someone's doing, or I'm enjoying this really cool viral dance that everyone is trying out and all the different versions of using some sort of audio clip underneath your video, and then someone like doing their version of the thing, right? And I eventually fell into people start, <laughs> they catalog different TikToks into different categories. Like, oh, you've fallen into plant mom TikTok. You've fallen into ADHD TikTok, which I have fallen into. Uh, You have fallen into art TikTok. And I think that that's what really we want to focus on today because within art TikTok or artist TikTok, we've come across a lot of videos that are not only great people creating really amazing things, uh, people creating just really beautiful videos of the work that they do, but people giving kind of amazing inspirational advice. And it really made me think of the stuff that we talk about on this show and how we try to encourage ourselves and our listeners and how we do our test talking and end up talking ourselves into feeling better about our art uh, or trying new things or being okay not trying new things. And it was just really wonderfully refreshing to see all different age groups of people talking about this stuff on TikTok and these little clips kind of with their art in the background of them, which was a really cool extra added bonus. And for me, it was a really nice feeling of I'm not alone in thinking a lot of the things that I think. And a lot of people encouraging each other, especially art wise, that it's okay to either think this way or think that way or feel this way about your art. And I think we want to go through and highlight some of our favorites that we've come across because I think these people need recognition. And also, I want to share this advice with more people. It's like, I, if for those of you who aren't on TikTok and don't plan on being on TikTok for various OPSEC reasons that you might have with your information or face, I don't know how things work on the internet, but if you have reservations, I want to be able to get this information out to you. And if you're interested, the links to anyone that we mention will be in our show notes. So you can go and check them out for yourself. Yeah, we'll link to the and specific, we discussed before the show, the TikToks, the specific clips, instances, things, not just the the account. And the, yeah, because it's, it's funny too, because sometimes it's, you know, these sort of philosophical inspirations about art. And sometimes, because you and I send each other a lot of TikToks that we find usually on the subject of 
of art and stuff. And it's funny because it's really... It's all like for our show too. It's like, oh, this is cool for our... This is a cool thought for our show. This is a cool thought for our show. And it's like a combo of sort of inspiration and advice and sort of call out posts when it's like mm-hmm. oh no oh i don't like this i feel i feel personally attacked but yeah, i feel attacked and seen in like a really positive way very much so <laughs> especially one that like there's this one uh i'll just start bringing it up right now there's this great one <laughs> that i felt so seen with the idea of buying craft supplies and actually using them are two very different hobbies and that was just like Oh my gosh, it's okay <laughs> to just buy stuff and not use it. It's a totally different hobby. It's a, I'm collecting craft supplies now. This person on TikTok just made me feel okay about you're, myself. You're and then I'm <laughs> on like, you know, the craft site, you know, ordering things and be like, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, cause it's, it's like, we'll get into this again, specific, but it's just like so fascinating to me how the, not not even the level of creativity, but like the production level can be so different. Like somebody is filming on like a, a blurry phone in the half dark and saying super smart things. And then you have, you know, these almost short film, film festival level productions of 60 seconds uh, and, mm-hmm. and people where... Because I started thinking about like, yeah, it's, it's fun to share the process, but it makes the process so much harder because you have to like take all these different ang- like the way some people are doing it, you know, all these different angles and remember to get like process shots kind of equally spaced throughout the, pro- you know, and it's it's not necessarily fun to do that with all the things you make, but then people take that effort and, and share like TikTok wrote and produced and streamed a a musical of the movie Ratatouille like people started joking (laughs) about it people started writing songs and like casting it and then it became a thing and it streamed and they collected a ton of money for like Broadway charities like that's bananas and amazing uh do you want to start getting into your list and we can talk about them yeah, um, I'm going to jump right into some of the more philosophical ones and then maybe leave some of the, oh, this was interesting ones to just hover around in our links in our show notes. But some of the ones that really stood out to me are the ones that made my brain think in a different way about what creating and being a creative person and and enjoying making art means. And it's exactly like we said, it's so much what the vibe of our show, right? Like it's so the vibe of our show to encourage each other for this. And there was one TikToker. I'm I can't believe I'm trying to pronounce these names. Whew. All right. So it's a uh, Ghost Honey. Oh, that one's easy. So we'll go with that one. Ghost Honey. They made a video about how you shouldn't feel bad if you are a creative or artistic person who hasn't made anything in a really long time, because you they encourage you and they say you will make stuff again when you're ready to make stuff. And that was such a good thing to hear for anyone who is on kind of an art hiatus or a craft hiatus where like you just can't seem to make stuff. Maybe real life has gotten in the way. Maybe you are experiencing an illness or, um, you know, depression around the world or any of the things that stop us from creating. You've gone through a hard time in your life. And what they went on to keep saying was if you are an artist or are a creative person, you're always going to be an artist, no matter how much time you've spent away from your work. And again, that's one of those things that sometimes you just really need to hear that because I think that people fall into the hole of, 
I haven't made anything in three years. That's what this person was saying. They didn't make anything for three years. And because of that, do I still get to call myself an artist? Do I still get to call myself a creative person? And it's like, absolutely you do, because you still have that in you. And the validation of having someone else say that is so nice. And especially the value of that coming from someone who identifies as a creative person, because then because then you're saying like, oh, we creative people, we artistic people have this language around each other and these identifications around each other. And if they say it's okay, then I'm going to say it's okay. (laughs) And then we as like a community can say, it's okay if you haven't made anything in a long time, you are still an artist, you are still a creator, you're still a makey person. And I I think also, because I I saw this TikTok too, and, and part of it, at least to me, felt also like, it's okay to sort of pick up wherever because I think it's easy to the longer you don't do something the harder it gets to pick it back up and you might feel like either you feel like well I'm gonna have to start from the beginning because I I won't know what I'm doing anymore or you feel like well now it really has to mean something to be the thing that gets me going again and I feel like it's important to remember that it it doesn't matter how you get back into it you can you know just like finger paint uh to get a feel for color back or whatever just because it's it's fun you know it's it's it can feel like the hurdle or the mountain or whatever you want to call it like it grows with time away you know yeah and then that also ties into a couple of the other ones that I really resonated with where the idea of you know crappy or bad art is better than no art that was like a big one that was out there and then so there's a couple people broke ass gym cat <laughs> and um let's see abraham piper and i want to make sure i get everyone's name in here jq well in art these three kind of go on the same theme where the idea of make something like put terrible art out there because it's important for your brain to even put things out that aren't great. And then that kind of ties into the idea of creative perfectionism that a lot of the times we get stuck not making things because we are living in this fantasy of I need to make something great. And then you start questioning yourself like, you know, what do I possibly have to contribute? What can I say that is anything new? And a couple of these TikToks and these these people have answered that question. And you don't have to answer those things in order to create something. You don't have to have the answer to any of that. And a lot of times painting or creating is there to feel good. Abraham Piper puts it really well, where they say that a friend found out that they paint and they asked, are you any good? And their answer was confusion more than anything because it's like saying well I enjoy walking am I good at walking like you know and also like how would you how would you know I I feel like you know you get that that question sometimes in in different in different formulations sort of like how far along the objective scale of goodness are you whether people ask like how big do you paint or how close to photorealism can you paint or or even like how long have you been doing it and it's so weird to just be like why does that like you could ask you know oh have you taken a lot of classes or have you been doing it long because that's Mm -hmm. more of an interesting discussion about the making rather than please give yourself uh, a great like you know it's it's uh, like 
an evaluation at work or something, please fill out under these five categories, grade yourself from (laughs) one to seven, you know? But it's also nice to let go of that idea of, am I any good? Am I creating something that is meaningful to the world? Am I saying something unique? Because when you create something as a creative person, a lot of time there is so much expectation on why are you doing it if you're not getting better or you're not good at it? Instead of, I'm just doing this because it feels good. It feels good for my soul. It feels good for my hands. Like it's something that I need to do for who I am and my happiness. And it's just like, that is the same thing of like, I I enjoy hiking, right? Like, are you good at hiking? Are you the best hiker? Like, can you possibly hike any better than, you know, like, <laughs> have you, have you gone to school for hiking? It's just like, no, I just like walking in the woods. Like, why can't painting or knitting or anything that like you do that produces something why can't that also have that idea around it of I'm just doing it to be happy and yeah I create like there are paintings around me and I don't care if they're good because it was the process of making it that made me feel happy and made my brain happy and I was feeling great about it regardless of if they are going to be sold if they are going to be masterpieces if they have something new to say if they are interesting and different like something someone's never seen this before how about they're just like cool blobbies on a canvas how about i just kind of felt like painting some blobbies and they look good to me and they made me happy making them and then it just goes into the corner and that's it and i think that that's what a lot of people are expressing on a platform like TikTok and people are just there for the entertainment and the lols and they end up kind of feeling really seen in a really wonderful way. And that's what I think that we are trying to relate to everyone here is that there's a lot of value in there's a lot of value in hearing these things reiterated from people and feeling seen and validated and letting you know that like the stuff that you're doing, especially in the creative space, doesn't have to be the end-all be-all of perfectionism, of artistic value. It can just be made and it's fun and people are using their crappy art to make fun TikToks also. And then look at this, they inspired a whole podcast episode (laughs) because they decided to put their crappy art up there. Yeah, there's uh, this one TikToker, broke-ass Jim Cat, they wrote a song about bad art and their art being music. And I adore this song. I want this song on our show. I actually contacted them to see (laughs) if they like what their rates were to have this song because it perfectly iterates like, I'm just gonna make something today and put it out there. And that is more important than not doing it. Yeah, I as you were talking, I just started thinking, because you talk a lot about like, which sort of crafts count as art. And I was like, maybe it's good in one way that people don't consider like knitting and sewing necessarily art because then nobody wants me to make things that are meaningful to the world you know (laughs) like it's funny because with art 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 like if you're doing a painting or sculpture there is this idea that like it has to really mean something and it has to you know change the people who look at it and like you're like it can be a blobby thing Mm -hmm. and that's fine and I'm just like I made a dress it has funny lace and buttons and like it doesn't doesn't matter like you know I did perler beads or glued buttons together to make a tree like it's sometimes it can be gratifying to stick to the the baser arts I mean some of my favorite people that I follow on Instagram art wise they literally make big splotches of watercolor and then draw little like 
white lines over it. And it looks so beautiful. Like just the color combinations and the style of it and the flow. Like it looks so intentionally beautiful to me. Like I feel things from their blobbies and it is just blobbies. Like it looks like like non-art people when they look at something, my kid could do that. It's like, yeah, but not like this. You're right. And it's also, it's exactly that thing. It's like, you can just enjoy your blobbies. Yeah, it's, um, (laughs) they are just like really good for the soul and sometimes i'm like why are young people so much wiser than i am because <laughs> you know it's 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 it is kind of oh god it's the young platform where they're like hey older people on tiktok people who were born before 2000 i'm like oh oh i need to lie down but oh. yeah but just like you know people who are maybe in their 20s uh either early or late 20s And I think part of it is because, you know, we are also a generation and after us comes a generation that has grown up online and learned to have these discussions because there were easy venues for them. Yeah. And so it's it's so cool to (laughs) this sounds like I'm like, you guys have it so easy. And that's that's not what I mean. But just like it's so cool to see these discussions going on and going around with people who are you know, who get to get there earlier in their journey with arts and who like can be inspired by other people and maybe also like have easier access to materials because you can order them online or you can discover that like, hey, this is the thing people do. I could try painting mushrooms, you know? Yeah, you can so much easier and faster find your community of people. And this is something that we were telling my son recently, actually, is that when you feel a certain way and you feel like you're the only person that feels that way now with the internet and with even something as simple as tiktok and people talking about like oh this is or like displaying their internal monologue when they have adhd and it's like oh my gosh just how my brain works like i never really thought of that of course like i am undiagnosed there's no like thing like i'm probably super super low on any kind of spectrum but when you see that little bit of other people think this way. Okay. 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 Like, you know, it, it really, it brings around a sense of community without being around anybody. And I think that that was something that as teens, when you are separated into your various like actual communities of towns and cities and, and schools, you don't find your people as easily. Some people do find their people in high school and middle school. And, you know, that's great. But a lot of us don't. And the internet allows you to find your people and not feel alone more than I think we've ever had as a human race. And I mean, also, that became even more obvious in a year when everybody was separated from all their communities, regardless of of space and geography, it occurred to me also when you were talking about a community, because first I was like, well, TikTok is, you know, kind of like Tumblr because like you get these little islands of things and people create, mm-hmm. you know, languages and codes. But then I was like, but it's it's also kind of like Reddit because you gather more specifically as well. Because what I really like, like you were saying at the very beginning, like TikTok figures out what do you watch? What do you like? And it's like, here, you want more of this. You want more of this, you want more of this, so that you can just like, very literally, it finds your community for you. You don't have to search necessarily hashtags or uh, keywords or whatever. It's just like, well, you like people sewing. I can tell. Here, have a lot of really good sewists, you know? And it's just, uh, because 
like I've again TikTok has me figured out. So like uh, I there there's just such a, a wide variety of sewists to people who are like I am figuring out how my machine works and then you follow them and it's fun. Uh, I follow uh, one person whose username is so many jets and they're a cosplayer and a sewist and they have that you know they both show their process so there can be multiple TikToks of like putting together this weird giant witchy dress but they also talk about the feelingsy stuff because a lot of people will do that will talk about even while they're making something talk about why they want to do this or what the difficulties are or how it's different from something they make they made 10 years ago uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, sewing clothes designer people is Gunnar Deathridge, who was on Project Runway. There are several Project Runways. Oh, is that the person that is like they go thrift store shopping and then like make beautiful dresses? I mean, yes, but, uh, but... I, I also follow a Project Runway person, but I can't think of their name. <laughs> yeah, no, I follow multiple. Uh, but like, again, like shows the process. And then there's just like, it's so soothing because uh, after every seam... They talk about, you know, you have to press it flat and beautiful. Oh, and yes, that's like, the same one. That's the one I have. <laughs> and it's just so soothing. And I'll, like, I hear that voice in my head when I'm ironing. Press the seams flat and beautiful. It, ma- it makes you actually want to do the tedious step that no one actually wants to do. It's wonderful. And, and those TikToks don't have quite as much, like, feelings talk in them. But it is very, just like, very, very literally, viscerally inspiring where you know because there's some of these dresses are so you know fantastical in all senses of the word where it both makes you think like that is that is amazing i could never do that and a little bit like i could do that maybe it's giant and fluffy and i i'd like like yeah like both the sort of inspiration of art art is nice and very literal inspiration of oh, I hadn't thought that you could do that specific thing to make this other thing happen. And then also the sort of inspiration to think differently about the whole concept or put put really specific words on something that you're feeling, kind of like the, you know, buying craft supplies and using them are two different hobbies, which you're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and then you have the jokey ones that are like, on your list here, you have the like what it's what it's like living with an artist. Sort oh, that of like was so good. The actual <laughs> the like here's what people think, and then it's yeah, all these the just Pinterest. like Pinteresty yeah images of like oh this is a pretty studio and like everything is organized and color coded, and it's like actual reality, and it's like <laughs> yeah the 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 trash man see <laughs> oh voiceover about how really insanely messy artists and creators actually are <laughs> yeah that's from from um lord of the moths also really yes. great username people have the funniest usernames it's so good uh one thing something we always do on this show is we try and universalize our talk about being creative and an artist and it's a, sometimes it's a little tricky because i often fall into the let's talk about art as actual like painting or drawing um and you have your pottery background and sewing, but there's so much more out there of ways and mediums that you can create. And there was this one bit of information that really also made me change the way I think. And I think it would be perfect for our audience, especially the way we try and universalize the idea of creating. And this is from Ash Meyer Designs. Their advice was that your actual skill as a making creative artistic person has nothing to do with your medium. It has nothing to do with what 
you are using to create because you could be on any path of uh, any skill level, really, of different things. Like I'm terrible at pencil drawing. I just am. I it just I'm bad at it. I'm better with paint. So you can like see that as any kind of the way you create something, you can be better at one and worse at another, but you still have the different levels that you could be at on your artistic journey or just as an artistic person or like trying out something new, right? Like you're going to be bad at something that you just started versus something that you've been doing for a long time, right? And what this person articulated so wonderfully was that your actual skill which has nothing to do with your medium, your actual skill is being able to see things in a beautiful way, mm-hmm. to see the world creatively, and then to create something based on the way that you see the world, that you are hardwired. This is their specific words, that you are hardwired to create beauty all around you. And that's your real power. And I was like, like whoa whoa i love that i love the idea of seeing creativity and artistic sensibilities that someone would have as you just you are in this catalog of people that just see the beauty or see a creative way to look at the world that's a little bit different than someone who doesn't have that it's just a it's a different it's a different way. And that's like your creative superpower. It has nothing to do with how, you know, proficient you are with a brush or how great you are at modeling clay. Like you could, you could be total trash at recreating a human body, but be amazing at doing something else. But it, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you just seeing a creative, more beautiful side to the world. Like you, you see the sculpture inside the marble kind of thing. Like you see what it could be. It's, it's you know, the superpower is almost like a, an alchemy where you turn something into something else entirely, you know, and, and it could be like you think of a cool chair and you make the chair. It's just like, it is really magical. It's funny because instinctively I was like, it doesn't have to be beauty. It's just, you know, you make, and then it's like, okay, but beauty is a much wider concept than just like, this is pretty. Beauty can also be just like, you changed it, you know? Maybe and also not like beauty you... in the sense of it could be dark, it could be meaningful, mm-hmm. it could be like the beauty, the idea of beauty doesn't mean like pink sparkle sunshine. Like it's, there's a lot more depth to it than that. But the idea of creating from seeing the world a little bit differently Mm -hmm. like that's a really nice way to look at your creativity as opposed to valuing it based on your output i feel like it's it's funny because i i've seen a majority of these possibly all of them and even so just like hearing you say them out loud again and talking about them makes me feel like i need to just like sit in my chair for a few minutes between each (laughs) between each conversation because it's just it's nice yeah. Th- this this feels now like a really cheesy sort of radio segue, but I'm like, and maybe that's what we both need to do and the, the listeners. <laughs> so um, to wrap us up here, I guess you're going to have to bleep this because uh, on TikTok, as they say, art is better than no art. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll have all of these linked up in our show notes. So that way you can go and enjoy TikToks yourself. And if you're not a TikToker, a lot of these people have Instagram accounts and 
other ways that you can find or follow their art. And you can go and find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do anything regardless of how good it is or how ungood it is or don't do anything and just think about it because you will eventually you will do something and shamash that like button sorry the dog moved (laughs) i didn't put him in silence mode